It's me. Next up, in Live Zone. Two gamers, one video game podcast. This is amazing. Nothing but video games with all the fun. Tune into the Consumption Network for weekly podcasts and updates. Come on, let's go. The gaming community is ablaze with fervent speculation and feverish imagination as they eagerly ponder what the mythical beast that is GTA 6 will look like. With rumors, leaks, and cryptic teases fueling the fire, gamers from all corners of the world can't help but indulge in their wildest fantasies of what the next chapter in this iconic franchise will bring. It could be an ambitious return to the neon-soaked streets of Vice City, or perhaps a reimagined San Andreas teeming with the vibrant diversity and vast expanses waiting to be explored. With minimal leaks for what is to come, players can only hope that Rockstar Games has something major planned for this release. So we know that GTA 5 has been around for more than a decade. It's one of the most legendary long-standing games excluding you know 80s games so what changes and ideas from gta 5 would you like to see in gta 6 you know it's it's real i want to see a whole new game i'm sick of seeing gta 5 I, I don't want it to be anything like gta 5 i want it to be like gta 5 on steroids i really do like i really want to yeah. see like newer heights for this game especially with you know how much that they're putting into it for the money base of it. I want to see something way different. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more because what I heard is they actually have billions of dollars to play with billions of dollars. So this is going to be hopefully one of the most crazy GTA games that we've seen. Not to mention that all the ones in the past are already legendary. You know, we've got Vice City. We've got San and not San Andreas. What was the other one? Yep. San Andreas. That was, you yep. San Andreas? Yep. Okay. So we have GTA 5, GTA 4, all of those games, and they have to top all of those on their initial release date. Yep. Not to mention, they're making the most money from GTA 5, and if, even if you want to include other games, maybe Red Dead Redemption. Or Call of Duty. Or Call of Duty. I didn't even think about that. So they're going to have to top a lot with this. So one of the changes is, like you said, needs to be a completely different game, meaning new graphics, new cars, new characters, new storyline. Well, because- that's that's the thing that I want to get into is the story base. I don't want the story base to be as impactful as GTA 5's was because to get on to online for GTA, you had to start by doing the story mode, right? I don't right. want that. You should just be able to go right into online and right into playing. I don't think that you should have to do part of the story mode to unlock online. Uh, I'm going to disagree because I think the story is a great method to give the intro to the game. You know, when you're playing the intro with Michael, I think you're starting with Michael and Trevor and how they started. That's another that- thing I want to get into. If you're going to if you're going to start the story, if you're going to start the story mode, why start it with a white dude that's like rich and everything, right? That don't make sense. Well, that's the thing. It was in that's the past. Not, that's not GTA though. You know what I mean? Either way, I'm thinking that intro is a good way for them to get into the game, you know, because it showcases all the controls, how you're driving on ice, how you're driving on different elements, what the shooting's going to be like, mm-hmm. the different mechanics that are going to be into the game. Yep. Not that there weren't more introduced, 
but this is a good opening for them. So once you get past that intro, maybe say the first couple of missions, then the online unlocks. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't really like that. And if if it is, you need to make it like really good and interesting, not something that like, oh, I'm doing this again, or see, oh, I can it crashed that. again, like. Because that's what happened at the beginning of GTA Five when you played the story mode, you had to play it like five different times because it kept on crashing. I mean, I can see something like that. We don't need another Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven kind of start. Exactly. But I mean, that's just how games are developed. We haven't seen any beta. We haven't seen anything related to this game. There's only been fan previews for this. Yeah. So I'm gonna stay by just having the mission because it gives that intro for it. Mm-hmm. But. I can still see where you can have the online basis, or if you want to make the story one of those cross kind of games where it's player versus player, but also versus environment. Yeah. That would be an interesting take. So now you have other players roaming around the environment while you're trying to complete the story. But also, that's a bad idea because given how many tryhards there are, (laughs) I mean, I'm not trying to get killed over and over. But like another thing is, right, that we, when you think of Grand Theft Auto, you don't think of Michael. Michael's right. story. That doesn't come, like, if you play GTA Five, you know who Michael is. He's one of the main characters. Yep. You don't think of something like that for GTA. You think of something like Franklin's story That's for true. GTA. You yep. know what I mean? So, so if you're going to start with a story base, at least make it, like, GTA-related. Because you had Trevor, you had, I think, was Lester part of it? He wasn't part of the playable characters, but it was Trevor, Michael. But he was Michael one of the ones and- driving, right? No, he was paralyzed. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yep, so it was Lester, not Lester. It was, it was Trevor, Trevor, Michael, and Franklin. Those are the three main characters. No, I'm talking about like the first the first actual story mode, like the first part that everybody has to do. It was Trevor, Michael, and another person, and the other person, quote Brad. unquote, died. Brad, that was yeah. the other one. Yeah, so th- like that's that's not a GTA. That That's like out of the blue. Like nobody's thinking that for GTA. You know what I mean? Like when you think of GTA, you think of something like Franklin's story because that's what GTA is in a nutshell. You know yeah, what I mean? True. So for me, if you're going to make it where you have to play the storyline, make the main character be the right character. I would say you're right in saying that it related with Franklin's story, it related to the actual theme of GTA. At the same time, look at the rest of the games. You know, you have robberies, you have people getting held up, you're well, fighting yeah. with the cops, yeah, yeah, you have yeah. all of this going on. So them opening with an actual bank robbery, it kind of makes sense for like, okay, this is the theme in the game. It's going to be just chaos, violence. And I can see where but you go into Michael's would- story that's like... Yeah. All right, that doesn't make sense. You're going to business laundering now. Yeah. Like, that's something different, but it's new. You a know, dude, we didn't expect a white that. dude that's miserable, hates his family, his his girl cheated on him. Like that's not GTA. That's just everyday life, bro. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like I know it's crazy to say for this generation, but it yeah, is. That's true. exactly what's happening in this generation right now, right? But for me, stealing a car. And going to sell it and going to kill gang banners and stuff like that. That's that's GTA. That Franklin's storyline was GTA. Michael was just a white dude. And honestly, you know? adding off to that, you can look at the state of GTA Online now. You've got flying bikes, deluxos. You've got not even, barely any street racing, even though mm. they added that. And it's just a lot of mercenary business and futuristic stuff. So it kind of changed how GTA was. So you can see like in the beginning of how it was where you had the glider bike, you had a rocket powered, the Batmobile, you had all of this. 
That's cool to add. You know, if you have a Batmobile just roaming around, yeah, that's yeah, cool. That's cool and everything. Even with the James Bond submarine, that was yeah. that, that even that was cool. Yeah. But don't add something like the Deluxo, the Back to Future car. <laughs> don't add a Mark II. I guarantee you. No. Side note. Well, here's a little the thing. side note. If they remove the Mark II from the game, just from ever happening. <laughs> tryhards would not exist. They would not because everyone uses that. And I say that from experience because I was, I am a tryhard in that game. Well, it, you know, here's the thing, right? We're in that generation. We're in that era of gaming where, you know, you put a car that's known out there. People are going to buy it, right? True. You're going to see a lot more of that. Like with the Deluxo and all that stuff, you're going to see a hell of a lot more than that. The thing that I want to see, right? Is I want to see, GTA is very good at coming up with extremely fascinating ideas. We've right. seen the um, the war cars. Yep. We've seen those. That was really cool. We see J- JDM cars in there. We have American-made cars in there. We have mm-hmm. a lot. You know what I mean? So I don't think necessarily, like, obviously add more to, like, what you have. But, like, don't add too much. Yeah, Rockstar is definitely not lacking in the creativity department. They know what they're doing and they know what to add. And they're not, I wouldn't say they're more how we always talk about how EA is money hungry. I wouldn't say they're money hungry. Exactly. Because they're adding something new each time. Every time they've added, you know that building that's in the middle of GTA 5 that's been being built for the past decade? Yep. Apparently they're going to turn that into something. So they're still doing things to keep yeah, the game alive. So like I said, I think I think GTA 5 is going to be alive still and yep. people are still going to play it, but it's not going to be played as much as GTA 6 because oh, absolutely. because of the next reason that I want to get into for GTA 6 that's going to be different from, you know, most games is cross-platform. Yes. Finally. We we talked about finally. this with 2K too, right? We mm-hmm. talked about this. It's finally happening. You're going to see a hell of a lot more games start going to cross-platform because, as we know, Xbox or Microsoft, for others that you know want to get real technical, right. they signed a deal, and as much as they won the console war, they didn't. You know what I mean? So, right. like, Microsoft did win the console war. They signed a deal that in 2024, it's going to be official that they won. But I feel like the only reason why Sony or PlayStation, for all the other ones, you know what I mean? I feel like they did that because they're sick of hearing gamers saying, oh, make this cross-plat or, oh, make that cross-plat. Like, they, they just wanted to get it over with. You know what I mean? I still think that PlayStation or Sony is the better console. I really do. But at the same time, it's going to show that like Xbox is now the king, right? To a degree, I can agree. And talking about the console war, just on that note, if Xbox were to make a PlayStation-style controller with just the numbsticks in the middle, I probably would be an Xbox player. I just don't like the controller layout. That's the only thing I don't like about Xbox controllers. But essentially, yeah, you're right. They won. They would win the, uh, the console wars. But even in for GTA 6 with cl- cross-platform, can you imagine what it's going to be like facing against PC players, Xbox, exactly. PlayStation, Nintendo players, even if they get the chance, to, like Nintendo Switch. My like, cousin Bobby, Mr. Power Talk Sports. He's <laughs> going to be playing with us. Right? So all of us just wrecking <laughs> chaos in, in one GTA lobby, yeah. which another thing, they should increase. That's another thing I want to see, increased lobby sizes. Because well, the lobby, that's happening. I know, but a lobby size, what is it, 16 players, I think? Uh, or no, 30, it's like 30. I think it's like 20. 
20? Okay. 22, well, something like that. It's around that range, but yeah. can you imagine 64 people in one map? Well, that's what I think they're getting into because now, like, they're trying to do this thing with, like, they're going to add gains into online gaming, which yep. for parents, that's maybe not the thing you want to hear, but... It's a it's, mature it's a, game. It's Let's... a good thing because that's going to bring in... So you're going to have bots on your on your game, and okay. you're going to have to fill people with those bots. So okay. at first you have your own gain with a bunch of bots with how many bots you want to put in. And then after that, you then start subtracting the bots and adding the people. Uh, so it really doesn't matter then how so, many bots you so, put in. Well, but that's the thing, right? So say if you have like 100 people, you know what right. I mean? That's going to be all in one lobby. Can you imagine having another green versus purple alien war? That, well, that's, <laughs> it. that's another thing. That would be crazy. I, I, want, I want the red versus blue. Oh, that, you know that's already <laughs> happening, right? Is it really? Technically, that already happened because it was what Sprunk versus E. Cola or something. Like the, oh, the knockoff right. sodas, they already you're, had that because but, they put the but, racing. No, that was that was red versus green, though. Well, I'm, okay, maybe it was Sprunk, but there was another kind of big popular soda that was blue. It was like a knockoff Pepsi. I don't remember the name of it, know. but it was know. essentially red versus blue already. So they had yeah. green versus purple. Then it was red versus blue. I didn't pay attention much to that one. But if you do see, one. if you, I'm probably the only person that's still wearing my purple alien suit. Oh that's no, crazy. I'm wearing mine too. You, don't you don't worry. I have all of my modded <laughs> cars too. I have like a 50 car garage of just purple. Well, uh, one of my boys, I was playing with him recently and he was like, bro, why are you still wearing that? <laughs> I was like, I was like, we don't, we don't fold around here. <laughs> fold. So a little quick story before we wrap up. Uh, one of, in the war, what happened is I was one of the purple agents in like the whole lobby was just peaceful and everything. So I'm like, all right, everyone green, everyone purple, head straight to the, head straight to the airport. As I said that, I got killed by a green guy. And oh no! Chaos ensued oh, right no. after that. I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. Like there were three purple tanks that rolled up. You have two jets that were green rolling up. Purple think, about it. <laughs> yeah. So what happened is we were in the middle. I was me and two other randoms that I just met. One of my uh, other buddies. Um, we were at the hospital. There's like a little not well known hospital. We were just there and we were holding the line strong. And you know where the arena is from the the big hospital. We pushed a green battalion all the way back to the hospital, oh, all the way back God. to the arena. And we were killing them back to back. I think I had like 30 to five on that guy. Oh, man. 30, it was like 30 to five on one person. Oh. <laughs> so we, we were about it. We were definitely about it. Purple, purple team is about it. Now, yeah. I want to talk about two more things before we end up going into the next segment because we got a lot to talk about with GTA. It's a, it's a packed thing. so thing. much. Yeah, it's a packed thing to talk about, right? So this is the thing that I want to talk about. GTA 6 is set to, ha- to cost up to $2 billion, making it the most expensive entertainment product ever. I mentioned that earlier, how they said it's going to be in the billions yeah. for costs. So they have That's some money insane. to play with. That's insane. That's the money they're making from GTA 5. Yeah. Well, GTA 5, all the other games, but it's mostly GTA 5. Look at all the DC- DLCs that they put in, all the cars. They finally put in the Skyline. They finally put in the Supra. All the cars that people have been looking for, yeah. and they still keep going. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're running out of ideas. They're going to keep going. Yeah, we don't like the futuristic stuff as much, but look how many people are into it. Look how many people bought it. Look how many people bought the Deluxo. Look how many people bought the Phantom Wedge. All of those kind of yeah. stuff. All the events, the mercenary event that just came out. Uh-huh. They just released a VTOL jet. Yes. The, what is it, F-35? 
I think, I think so. I think they it's just F-95, added yeah. that into the game, and it's a stealth jet. Do you know how deadly that is? <laughs> stealth jet? No, because I even saw a video on TikTok where it was a guy just cruising in a Mark II, the flying bike. Next thing you know, you see a black jet fly right over it and he's not on the mini map. He just flies right over and just <laughs> gone. I'm like, wow. oh. Oh, wow. I'm like, y'all better make me get back into GTA. <laughs> All right. So now I got a few more questions. All right. One, what is your main car in GTA? I'm going to be honest. I have 165 cars in that game, so I have no idea. Really? Let's see. I don't think my favorite one has to be the Vision. There's one. It's It looks so futuristic. Okay. I don't know. I think it's an, a concept Citroen, but I don't know the name of it, but it's my favorite car in the game. I That was my first car I actually modded myself because <laughs> it has, it's like a bright, bright pink but it has a chromatic right over. So remember we were talking a while back about iridescent. Yep. We were talking, we had a conversation about cars and colors and we were talking about iridescent paint. Yes. And that color, it's half iridescent on the sides, on the fenders, but it, on the middle, it's just a bright pink and it lights up uh, in the night. It's nasty. Uh, and the wheels, the outline of the wheels is the same thing. It's bright pink, so it glows. Oh, that is my, fa- <laughs> oh, that is my favorite car. Not as fast now, but worth it. All right. All right. So for me, I'm not going to say the car that you're thinking of. If you know me, you know what my number one car is. I'm not going to say that car. And if you know the name, say the name, you know the actual <laughs> GTA name. Oh, the actual GTA name for the skyline. I don't know what it is, but I'm not going to say that car. Right. That's not my favorite car. My favorite car is the Karuma. Oh, yep. <laughs> that car is deadly. I can't tell yep. you how many times I've seen that car. Yep. So mine's mine's purple on the top, white on the bottom, bro. Ooh, Mine, mine's uh, mine's I'm, nice. I'm going to be honest. I have a modded version of that Karuma. I have a normal one and I got a modded. It's straight white, snow white. <laughs> snow white? It goes snow crazy. White. The it only thing crazy. is it doesn't have armored windows, but they're armored. So yeah. someone modded them yeah. to the armored windows that disappeared. Like yeah. they're gone. Yep. Dude, it's got the white walls too. It's just whited out. <laughs> it's so, I have uh, yin I and yang I see white goes crazy. Yeah, I see I white goes crazy. Yin and yang of those. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but Karuma, that's a good one. Karuma's All right. Good. And then what is the main thing that you want to see in GTA 6? Okay. I, well, you already, a lot of the stuff that I want to see is already going to be in the game. But I think what I'm hoping for most is a new story. I'm really hoping new story and better graphics, maybe new cars, like they're actually being more realistic with how they talk about their cars, but essentially the story, because I love playing games for their immersion, for the story. Yep. Playing GTA 5 story was amazing. That was such a good story. I yeah. think it was a good story. It was, it was great, but, but it got boring after a while. Interesting. I mean, I can agree for that. There was a lot of points in the game where it was just eh, but I think my first time playing through it, it was it was a really cool experience. It took forever and a half to beat, but I think I want to see something new, something more out of this, something more immersive because there's going to be apparently a female character now, yep. and there's going to be about I don't time. Know, yeah, about time, right? And there's going to be I don't know what the other character is going probably going to be a guy, but I don't know it what is. the it what is. descent they're going to be from. So it's going to be something different, at least. Um, so for me, right, and I know that this isn't going to happen for my first one, I like what Epic Games did. I want to see the history of the game come into everything now. 
Ooh. So everything ties in together. Yep. Where you have the new characters, but you also have the old characters that those new characters are learning off of. See, you know they did that in GTA five too. Yeah, I know. So hopefully know. they do that in six. Yeah, I wanna see like I wanna see like all the OG characters come back. That would be cool. That's what I wanna see. I don't think that will happen though. Um my <laughs> Maybe it might. I would it might. You might see like one or two, right? That's that's what GTA has been doing in the in the past. So maybe. But the other thing that I want to see is I want to see how it plays out at the same time because I want to see like what they're gonna do for updates. I want to see what they're gonna do for like like what are we gonna get? You know what I mean? Like what is going to be the first update, the first event that we get? For GTA Six, right, true. and then the last thing that I want to see, shit, I want to see Boston in there, baby. Come on now, <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna agree. I'm definitely agree with you there. Let's see, let's see a new city. You know, we've seen Miami, I, we've seen Cali. Well, that's another thing. I wish that if it, because from what we heard, right, from what what's been leaked, it's gonna be Chicago, New York, and Boston. See, you know, well, actually, that makes sense because all of the other cities. Yeah, I think what was what was the GTA Four city. I don't really remember, but I think that one was based off of New York. Yes. So we're going to have... I think it was Brooklyn, wasn't it? I think so. But we're essentially having older cities in the yeah. game. So yeah. that would be cool. But like the thing that I, w- I would really want to see is I hope the leak is wrong. If I, I would replace Chicago with Miami. I would bring it back. I would, br- I would bring it back to Miami. Because think about it. The best GTA came from Miami. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. the, like the the neon lights and okay. the partying and all that. You need to bring that back, I guess, right? Yeah. So for me, I just I want to see Boston and I want to see Miami. Those okay. are the two things I want to see. I can see that. And you maybe know, Atlanta. Why going not? off of that idea, what if they had different sections of the map were different things? So for example, why don't they just have a full on map? <laughs> well, yeah, but for example, you have the Miami section that's more of like the racing, the parties. Then you have <laughs> it's going to sound weird, but put like the New York or the Boston or something, but as like the crime based one. Yeah. And then you have whatever the portion. I think you said, I don't know. Chicago? Uh, Ch- Chicago is the one. Okay, well, either however the cities are divided, you have one as like the party section, racing, then you have one as like the mercenary section, and then you have one as just a full-blown crime. Yeah, and, cool. and the thing that I would really want to see out of GTA, Rockstar, if you're listening at all, please take this idea from me. I promise I will not be mad. Do it. I want to see an East Coast GTA. And a West Coast GTA. Oh, dude, that would spark a war. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That would spark a war. That's 100%. what I'm saying. Bro, let's do it. <laughs> so. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, that's been all for our little GTA segment that we've been having. Quite so, the loaded one, too. Yeah, I mean, this is a very big one for the yeah. first one. So let's let's head into a different segment. Let's talk about some more games. Let's get into it. In the golden age of arcades, where pixels ruled and imagination thrived, a delightful hero by the name of Mappy emerged to capture the hearts of gamers worldwide. This endearing arcade gem released in 1983 by Namco delivered an enchanting blend of platforming and strategy that continues to enchant players to this day. Meet Mappy, a courageous and agile mouse donning his distinctive blue uniform who dauntlessly navigates the maze of a quirky, cat-filled home to retrieve stolen treasures. His nimble prowess and the aid of trampolines makes for a whimsical escapade as he outwits the mischievous feline gang known as the Mukies, as weird as a name as that sounds. The vibrant visuals, catchy tunes, and innovative gameplay mechanics of Mappy made it an instant classic, 
capturing the hearts of both young and old arcade goers. As the years have passed, Mappy's charm has only grown, solidifying its place as a beloved and timeless addition to the arcade gaming pantheon. So, I mean, the real question is, how does Mappy compare to other major titles like Galaga, Pac-Man, or even Pong? I mean, it's one of the games that I grew up with. That's why we're mentioning it today. But honestly, it's like we mentioned before, it's just a different for how the game plays, you know, because Galaga, you're just going left and right. Pac-Man, you're just going up and down. And Pong, you're literally just going up and down. So. With this game, yeah, you still have the basic controls going up, down, left, right, but now you have to navigate through certain methods. You know, you said something that I don't agree with, though, with Pac-Man. What? Pac-Man, you're going up, down, left, and right. Okay, that is true. You're going in all directions. Yeah. So if anything, it would compare the most to Pac-Man. Because Pac-Man... Would it, though? Because I'm thinking that it compares the most to Donkey Kong. No, because Pac-Man, you're going... Like you said, you're going up, down, left, right, but yep. you have to navigate around the same way that you would with Mappy, except yeah. you're using trampolines and you have to navigate it right to just go up and then one level and back out, go down. So there's certain ways of how you play this game compared to how you play Pac-Man, yeah. which gives it that little edge up for how you have to strategize and beating, getting that high score. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, you don't have to jump any barrels or anything like that, but I mean, it does really compare to Donkey Kong if you think about it, because it has the same structure. As, as Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong, you have to go and it, there's like three or four se- separate fucking... Um, like platforms? Platforms that you have to go through to get to Donkey Kong. And on this one, there's like three or four different platforms that you have to get to the door, uh, right? Well, the whole game, of the, the whole point of the game is you're not trying to get to the door. You're trying to get all of the items in the house. Yeah. So... The doors are ways to actually stop the cats from following you and cause them to hesitate a little bit. Where you have the rainbow doors, which is like radiation, and it actually pushes them off the map and causes them to stay inactive for about. So a couple it looks seconds. like a mouse trap, like a like a like a Cat video. Trap. Uh, no, it literally looks like a video game version of mouse trap. Yeah, have you ever played mouse trap, the board game? Oh, yep. That's yep. what it kind of reminds me of. Okay, to a degree, I can see that. But at the same time, it does give me that Donkey Kong vibe still because you're trying to collect everything, just like how when, when Jumpman is trying to collect the the barrel that you have to hit Donkey Kong with, right? So the only difference I see with that, and the only reason I'm disagreeing, is because Donkey Kong, the whole point is you're always going up. You can go left, right, up, down. Are but you you're sure about always, that? No, you're always going up. The point of the game is to climb as high as you can, right? That's At, the whole point of the game. The you're point, always going up. The point Mappy, is to get to Donkey Kong. Right, and where is he? At the top. Yeah, but you have to go left, right, up, down to get him. But where's the main objective? At the top. Yeah. In Mappy, it's all over. You have to jump from this top platform. You got to jump back to the bottom. You got to go all the way to the left side of the map. You have to jump all over in order to get the little objectives, which are like TV screens and stuff. With Donkey Kong, it's different because you're trying to keep going up. You might go up a little bit, then go back down, and then go back up. But your object, yes, but your objective <laughs> is always at the top. You're always trying to climb as high as possible yeah, to catch Donkey Kong. I can see that. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know. I really never really played Mappy. I was always like that. I was always about the Donkey Kong. I was always about the Galaga, mm. Pac-Man, yeah, Miss same. Pac-Man or whatever, Queen Pac-Man or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Like right. I was always about all those. So like Mappy wasn't really, another one that I was a really, really big in was Fix-It Felix. That's another game. See, I've never actually, and you know what's funny is I say this and I went to the world's or the nation's largest arcade. 
I did not see Fix It Feel It. It's a very hard game to find. I didn't see it. it it's really hard to find. But, um, but I, I do, that's probably another game that I will say that I really mess with. Like, that's probably like one of my favorites. I really wasn't in the mappy that much. I mean, it was always there, but it was always like, uh, maybe if I have enough after. Like, that, 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 that was the type of game that mappy was for me. It's not a very well known game. And the only reason, like I said before, is because I have a sentimental bond with this game. I played mm-hmm. this game all the time with my grandfather i had no idea what i was doing i would run into the cats thinking i actually had to like beat up the cats first but i'm like nope that's not what you had to do (laughs) so (laughs) i would play more games like galaga even pong i played that with my mom last time where we had space invaders space invaders side note my mom and i we had the most intense match of pong in this arcade i kid you not right so what happened is we're playing she has like a what is that a 10 point lead on me because the ball just keeps going launching up at hypersonic speeds and I can't catch it. And the way you navigate isn't a joystick. It's a knob that you have to turn. So I have to twist it and I twist it too fast and it just goes all the way up to the top. So I eventually hit it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) But eventually what's funny is the same thing happened to her and I won the game when she had three points left to win. So shout out mom. I still won that match. That's rough. That's, (laughs) That's rough. That's rough. But no, we no. I know my family. We've played a lot of arcade games. I'm yeah. sure as you oh, have as well. One hundred ten percent. But Galaga has been one of those games. I'd say that goes over Mappy just because I've played it the most. I would say, but Mappy also has that childhood impact for me, and that's okay. why I like it. All right, all right. So let's get into a rating system because I feel like that's what you were heading to. So yes. out of a five star, let's let's rate it. Okay. Just talking about Mappy, I'm giving it a four. I love the way that the mechanics are. Just talking about the game itself, I love talking about how you're actually going to different locations and you actually have to bounce off of the trampoline. And if you move left or right, that dictates what platform you land on. Whereas if you just go up, you don't just go to the left or you just don't go to the right. You actually have to control where you're going. And even the fact where you jump on and jump back off onto the trampoline. That's okay. a really big skill. So I really like how this game is designed. I love the bonus uh, levels where you actually have to jump from back, what is it, up and down yep. for the trampolines to collect the balloons. Yep. So I rate this a four because I really like just how the game compares to those other titles. But it doesn't have that much of a memory compared to Galaga where it's just you're going left and right. And it, all it okay. takes is, you know, alien ship coming down, capture your ship. And now you got two fighters. It. It's more complex compared to other games, and I think that's what gives it that less point. All right. All right. I mean, you're going to be very disappointed with my score then because I'm not giving it <laughs> oh, a boy. high score. I'm going to give it a two and a half star. Reason uh, why is because it's not in my top five. It wasn't really a game that I played. It was kind of like an extra game if I had enough tokens to play. Like, that's like, I, I just wasn't really a big mappy person. And for that reason, I rather. I rather play games like games like Donkey Kong, games like Space Invaders, Galaga, Pac-Man, um, even um, Fix It Felix. That was another one. I'm trying to think of like more like Mortal Kombat. Like there were so many games that I wanted to play over that. So right. the reason for that is I have to give it a two and a half star. I can see that. I can see that. It's a valid opinion. Hurts a little bit, but I'll give it a bit. It's valid. <laughs> So shifting from the past, we're going to head straight on to the future. So stay tuned for our next segment. Welcome to the nightmarish realm like no other, where the line between fun and terror blurs into oblivion. Step into a realm where the carnival's once jubilant laughter has turned into haunting echoes. 
players find themselves trapped within the twisted confines of an abandoned amusement park, a place where nightmarish creatures roam freely. Avoid the carnival monster, a lanky abomination, keeping watch over the grounds and devouring the small bunnies working to find the path to their freedom. Using the remaining courage, prepare to be plunged into the heart of darkness for the most chilling horror experience of your life that awaits. This is the carnival hunt. So how does this game compare to Dead by Daylight and, we've talked about this before, Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming out soon? I think that this is going to be better than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You think so? I really do. The vibe that it gives off, I mean, it gives off that more Dead by Daylight vibe than a horror story vibe. I just, I don't know. Something tells me that this is going to be better than Texas Chainsaw. I mean, one of the things I've seen based on the videos for it is that you can actually play dead as one of the bunnies. Yeah. And I love that mechanic because imagine if you go down right next, or let's just say Dead by Daylight. Imagine you go down next to a survivor and you just lay there. Can you imagine? That's one of the cheesiest ways to get away. And you just lay in front of a plank. Just juking out somebody. Not even. You just lay in front of a plank. They think you're dead and you just drop the plank on them. I would pull that so many times. But I love that mechanic where you actually have to think about it. And one thing that's actually different about this is you have to find keys. And that's what you use to keep yourself alive. And, and you need teammates to do that. And not even just this, all right? Let's, let's talk about it, all right? Because... Texas Chainsaw is literally going to be dead by daylight with one character, right? This is Pretty this, much. This has a whole different thing towards it because you're a toy. Yeah. And you're running from the people instead of the people running from the toy. Yeah. This is a whole different thing, a whole different dynamic. I really like it. And honestly, I might even put it for as far as if this goes to new heights and if they don't give up on it, it could be just as good as Dead by Daylight. Or even better, honestly. Yeah. I see it. I'm going to be a little bold here. I think it's going to be better than Dead by Daylight. Really? Because I, I don't know if I can put it that far yet because we've seen a lot of games with hype. We've seen true. a lot of games with hype go down. Look at my favorite game of all time, for example, KO. Knockout City. Right? We've seen this happen. So for right now, I'm going to say no. But in the future, if they don't give up on this game and they keep on building on it, I think I might agree with you. Uh, The only reason I say that it could be better is just because of the actual atmosphere that's around this game. You look at Dead by Daylight and, you know, you see you see the different maps and they have a great way of showing off their cinematics. But after a while, maybe even the first time you played it, you know, you got scared the first couple of times and then it's just like, okay, now this is just like, all right, whatever. But this game, it seems like you're this tiny little creature just running around exactly. and you have an eight, what it looks like eight foot tall abomination that's trying yep. to literally steal your keys out of your back. <laughs> like that, that in itself is scary. And you're in a carnival. Yep. Every, nine times out of 10, people are going to hate clowns. I'm not one of those people. I don't hate clowns. Do you Me, hate clowns? No, no. Okay. So maybe eight out of 10 then. I, but, I know who is though. Mr. Mikey. <laughs> oh, okay. So then we'll do that. Every well, he was when he was younger. Every every person out of three. We'll put yeah. that statistic yep. in there. Yep. yep. But and I agree. I agree with you. Um, one hundred ten percent with this. Like I said, this is the this is what I mean by we need a different horror game, right? Right. Because we have 
Dead by Daylight. And then after that, you had Texas Chainsaw, which is going to be pretty much the same thing. And then you have the Carnival Hunt, where it's the whole dynamic flipped. Yep. Your goal That's is to what survive. We needed. Yeah. That's what we needed. In all of them, your goal is to survive. But you're surviving as a team. It, well, not the team, but you're surviving as a toy. You're not a person trying to survive, right? Oh, that's true. The person is trying to get you. So that's that's where that whole dynamic flips. You know what I mean? Which I think that's interesting because I think the carnival monster is actually a toy himself. Really? Where he needs the keys to stay alive. Where it exhausts energy trying to search individually for all the dead corpse but, bunnies But it has stuff. that person character where it's like... It, it's, it it's, looks like a person. Yeah, it, it's as tall as a person and you're just this little toy. You know what I mean? It's kind of like... this is You know, this is going to be a really good explanation for it. You're being... Woody and Buzz right now. That's a good explanation. And in a horror game. And you're being chased by Andy. Yeah. That's, that's a really good way to think about it. That's that's how I'm thinking about this game. That's why I mean like with like that that dynamic flip, I think that this could be a wow. really, really good game. That changed <laughs> how I look at this game. Yeah. I'm still gonna keep my rating though and put it on the level of being better than Dead by Daylight. If they don't give up on it, I agree with you, but until I know because we've seen a lot of good games go down. I'm going to have to disagree with it. But if if they don't give up on it and if they keep on giving updates and if they keep on doing the right things with this game, oh, 110%. I yeah. agree. I agree 110%. So the studios for this one, I know it's a Bear Night studio. I haven't heard too much about them or the games that they do. But, I mean, I have high hopes for it. I don't yeah. know what games they've been featured in and other things. But the way that this game has been previewed, the way that the, I guess you could say, the overall visuals for this game look... I think that this is going to be really good. And if they really want to take a Dead by Daylight route, imagine if they put different kinds of monsters in the game. Well, that's the thing is I don't think they're trying to go that route. I don't think they're trying to go the Dead by Daylight route at all. I think they're trying to go the opposite. And that's what makes this game so entertaining and so looked at compared to Texas Chainsaw because they're trying to do something different instead of trying to do what Dead by Daylight's doing. So then let's put this in comparison, right? We got... Dead by Daylight, they have multiple killers, multiple survivors, Mm -hmm. right? You have Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you have just about one killer, killer, maybe some side characters, and that's the end of that. Now you have one that's smack dab in the middle. Which way is it going to lean? You know, because they can have other carnival hunt killers or carnival monsters or whatever you want to call them. I don't know if the ability is the same thing. That's the thing. I don't think that this is in the middle. Well, it could be cosmetic. That's what I'm saying. It could be... Just you're being chased by, I don't know, a doll. You're being chased by, I don't know what else to think of. But See, you're I, having these different aspects to the game of what it looks like, but the mechanic is the same. Uh, not really, though, because, like, yes, I mean, I guess. But like I said, when you put that dynamic in where you're the toy and you're running from the person, it doesn't even go in the same conversation as Dead by Daylight and Texas Chainsaw. Like, like Texas Chainsaw and Dead by Daylight, they're pretty much far left compared to this game being far right, in my opinion. Yes, they're both horror games, but they're completely opposites, in my opinion. The only reason I disagree with you is for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Dead by Daylight, absolutely. Dead by Daylight's an absolute own category for how the game functions. But this game, in comparison to what we've seen about Texas Chainsaw, characters are the same. This game has characters that are likely the same. 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Your mechanic is to escape or survive. I guess That's I'm talking the about the dynamic. Game. I guess I'm talking about the dynamic of the game where it's completely like the opposite of what these other games are doing. These other games, they're having a horror character going against people and you're trying to survive with people. In this game, you're a toy. You're Still. not a person. Taps into that childhood side. Exactly, which is why I'm saying, like, it's kind of like opposite sides. Like, you're not a person trying to survive, like, in every horror movie. No, you're a toy that is usually the horror character, and now you're trying to survive against the people. Toy Story, rated R. You you get what I'm saying, though? Like, that's the vibe I'm getting from this. So, for me, I, I just think that it's far right from both of them. I think that this has the possibility to be the best horror game that we have seen with all the hype that's around it right now and everything like that. But now the question is, is okay, well, are we going to get cross-platform? I really hope so. I mean, it's going to be coming out on Steam from what I know. Yep. I really hope that it comes out on console because that would be hilarious to see. But if it's, if it's only on Steam, I might have to just invest. But... <laughs> We'll it, both of us, but yeah. like that, that's another thing that would be like, all right, well, is it better than Dead by Daylight? Uh, maybe not if they don't go to console because they're not pertaining to everybody, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's a lot of things that could, you know, impact that on being the best horror game, right? But like, if they just do everything right and if they make it available for everybody and they twist that dynamic and make the dynamic completely different. I don't see why this game couldn't be the best horror game. Absolutely. I mean, they'd be losing a large customer base if they didn't include console. Especially with or, a game like this. Or even say they didn't come out on Steam. Let's just say it was PlayStation or Xbox exclusive. You're losing out on all of that customer base. Mm-hmm. So let's just hope that for the future they have big plans for branching out. Like, in my opinion, like this is this is Toy Story rated R. And if, you know yeah. I mean, you could make a lot of money on that. So you need to just, you, you need to keep on rolling with it. That's that's what it's about. Especially since it's tapping into people's biggest fears. It, One exactly. of people's biggest core fears biggest is their fears? childhood toys coming alive. Clowns, biggest, all of that. Biggest fear with clowns and then the childhood aspect of, oh, like Woody and Buzz. You yep. know what I mean? So it has both of those things. Now you just have to roll with it. You have to like you have to market it. You have to make sure it's on every platform. You need to keep on going with it and you don't give up on it because it could be a gold mine. Just got to roll with it. And speaking of rolling with it, we're going to roll into our last segment. So stay tuned for some more news. Prepare to embark on an extraordinary journey as we unveil the secrets of this remarkable phenomenon that has captivated guardians across the galaxy. The Solstice event within Destiny 2 focuses on encounters with celestial mysteries surrounding the EAZ or the European Aerial Zone. The Destiny Solstice event brings an awe-inspiring array of limited time gear and rewards ensuring that your Guardian shines bright in the darkest of times. Fight alongside legendary Guardians Lord Saladin and Sate 14 to stop the forces of the darkness from crashing the party at the new Bonfire Bash event. Valiant veterans and lion-hearted new lights, prepare your light-infused weapons, hone your skills, and gather your fire team. Things are going to get wild. This event compared to other Destiny events, and does it relate to the main storyline events of Destiny 2? Does it relate? That's an interesting question. So I'll get to the first one. How it compares, there's been multiple Solstice events throughout the years. It kind of marks the new event of, you know, Destiny 2. It's how the storyline goes. You've had Solstice 2021, 2022, 
and all of them mark a new year of quote unquote Destiny 2. Then you have the main storyline. A lot of the events don't really relate to it. They'll mention it, but they don't really talk about it. Let's just take Festival of the Lost, the Halloween event. Mm -hmm. And you have Dawning, which is the more winter Christmas event. Now you have Solstice, like the new year. You have Guardian or yeah, Guardian Games, which is like the Olympics. My favorite one. Yeah, that one's that one's a lot of fun. (laughs) But Solstice, it's more of just like it said, things are going to get bright. Things are going to get wild. It's more of the same thing, the EAZ, European Aerial Zone. It's all the same. But I like it because it's a nice, it's a way to spice things up. You know, we're getting used to, as for me as a veteran, you're getting used to all of these events to keep playing over and over, like Crimson Gaze, all of these things that keep coming mm-hmm. up. So I don't know. I mean, I like it. I, I love Solstice. I love the armor. You've seen the armor I have. It glows purple yep. and it glows. And it even they even added one where it actually glows with just pure light if you level it up fast mm. enough. So I think you have until August 4th, now, 4th, 13th, whatever. But it's a good event. Now, my question is that I have for you because, you know, I'm a quote-unquote new light. <laughs> a um, lion-hearted new light. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're getting a new ability pretty soon, correct? Possibly. I wouldn't say that's involved in the Solstice event, but it has been You don't teased. think it's going to be at all? No, it would really? absolutely not. It would be for a main story event. They're not going to drop a super like that and be like, oh, here's the Solstice Well, you super. don't think, well, obviously not, but like, do you think it will be like at, during the same time as the Solstice event? Absolutely not. This is more teased, but from what we know, the new actual ability is red, your favorite color, and... Guess what it's based around? Raw and unfiltered anger. So this is going to be one of those abilities. Let's just look at it this way. I'm a huge lore nerd, so bear with me. But when you have the light, you're focused on your control, right? You're focused on your body, how well you can manipulate these abilities. With the darkness, you're focused on your mind, right? You have stasis, how well you, are, how well you can keep cool. You have strand, how well you can just manipulate the threads. So what happens with that third category? You just let everything out, everything loose. Sounds like CJ on the normal. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's just imagine. Sounds like some Nicholas be. attitude right there, baby. So you're yeah. gonna love this one. I can only imagine what it's gonna be called. I think what it's called is gonna be dread. Ooh, it's something dread, despair. That can you imagine? Be like, oh, he popped dread. Run! Like <laughs> <laughs> something like that would be really cool. You're so, gonna have to get some more people in the destiny that aren't into it right now. If that's absolutely. The case. I mean, <laughs> look, we're still looking for a raid team, so we need some more people for it. Yeah. But I think, in accordance to relating to the main storyline, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't have that kind of tie. I'm sure it mentions it in some way, but. Yeah. There's not going to be any ties for how it actually works into this season. I mean, because okay. I mean, think about where it's left off. You know, you have the veil. Nobody knows what the veil is. What is the veil? Like, it's just, have you That's played? That's true. Have you seen the, the storyline at least? Yes. So you played through the storyline? Yes, a little bit. A little bit? Oh, so you haven't finished it? I have not. Okay. As of right now, the veil is just this thing that we really don't know what it is. Like, it's just, it's just kind of there. The witness and it's is not there. the darkness or the void because we mm-hmm. just went through that. Yep. The darkness isn't really the darkness. It's more of like the witnesses. It's power. more of like a shadow. Pretty much. Like like fog. Yeah, you would say that. That's that's what I would that's why from what I've seen, that's the way that I would base it is it's like a um a shadow image, pretty much. 
I would say so. Something like, along kind of like kind of like manipulating. Think about it this way: the way that the witness described it when you first saw the witness, you have the win- winnower and the gardener, yep. and they play this game called life and death. Okay. And the gardener plants life; the winnower takes away the life. So they keep going back and forth on this, which is why they have the Vex, which are straight winnowers. They want to keep the universe as static and perfect as possible. Correct. So they're basically followers of the darkness. Okay. They want to keep it as perfect as possible. The light, us, and even the fallen, if you want to get that far, they're the ones that are trying to be different. You can't predict that. So yeah. with the gardener, it, they broke the rules. You know, The traveler, that big ball in the sky, they broke the rules of creating so much life and you know now you got to kind of correct the universe but that's where the veil comes in because we don't really know it just gets very chaotic yeah, so it, it sounds it sounds like it's like a a very complex thing it feels like for me right now what destiny feels like right is after going into the darkness that's not actually darkness and all that it feels like they're trying to keep us gated Yep. And we're trying to get out of it. And what's behind that gated image that we're seeing. That's, that's what we're trying that, to figure out. Exactly. That's what we're trying to figure out. And if you saw the tease for Final Shape, which actually is going to be premiering, I think, August 23rd or 25th. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm so excited for that side note. But Cade 6, the legendary hunter guy, he's back now. Yeah. But yes. he's dead still. Dead. You know what I mean? So he must know something that we don't. That's what I'm trying to say. There's something behind that gated image that everybody does that everybody knows that we don't. Right. It's like they're keeping us they're keeping us in a cage because if we're out of it, it's like letting a lion out. Right. That's that's that's, that's what I'm getting from the Destiny 2 vibe. That's true. It's a whole story. Look at the first game, Destiny 1. What's mm-hmm. the cover image? The traveler leaving Earth. Correct. Destiny 2. What just happened? Traveler left Earth. Yep. So it's all tying together now. Bungie is very smart with how they do their stories. They're very smart. So yes, with, they are. Yeah, they are. Very with, smart. With Solstice, I think this event is just more of a way to just relax and you get some new gear and stuff like that. Yeah. Especially the armor. Let's yeah, the I, I can see that. Because if you, th- you said it was like about like the new year, right? That's what Solstice Typically, is. they're about new year. So basically what th- that means to me is, okay, well, here's your calming, relaxing period. And then boom, we're going to hit you with something big. Oh, yeah. Right after Solstice ends, is the new season and and that's what i mean you're going into the next year of it right so like that's like all right well we're going into next year we're going to calm down a little bit and then boom something big is going to happen you're going to be like whoa what the hell was that yep that that's that's the kind of vibe that i'm getting for it i mean i gotta play it more but i'm excited i gotta get my armor up and stuff (laughs) so you already know i'm a grind i gotta keep my veteran status you know dude still not a pvp person though absolutely not he never in my life i can make him rage so easily in pvp (laughs) never in my life will i touch pvp jade rabbit will stay on for the pvp loadout but will i use it absolutely (laughs) my what 900 kills that i've got through the entire time i've earned it it's gonna stay at 900 (laughs) oh wow But anyway, thank you all so much for listening to the final season one episode of 1-0. I believe it's season one, correct? Because uh, it's revamp. Yeah, the revamp. Yeah, it's the revamp. Yeah, yeah. So thank you all so much for tuning in. And we also apologize for the delay that we've had recently in both episodes and just 
I'd say more social media. But. Yeah, July 4th kind of wrecked everything. And mm. not even just that. We have some things to figure out with pieces. And it's it's like a puzzle. Right. But we will figure them out. And we do apologize for it. And we've definitely been working behind the scenes to actually create a layout and a plan. So if you bear with us, you're going to be in for some surprises. So with that, yep. I'm Next Up. I'm Live Zone. And thanks for tuning in.